You're listening to Staying in the Game, a Plum Dragon Herbs podcast where we have conversations about mindset and techniques for staying at the top of your game. I'm your host, Janelle Leatherwood. Welcome you to the show. We've got Brett Farrell here today. He's an iron palm expert, and we've got a lot of great questions for him. So if you could just introduce yourself and we'll have to um, give each other a little break in between questions because of the internet yeah. connection we've got. Um, yeah, so you guys can hear me all right? Yeah, we're good. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, um, as you guys may know, my name's uh, Brett Farrell. Um, I've been practicing martial arts for intent, well, intently for about 13, um, more than 13, 14 years, since I was about 13 or 14, and I'm, I'm 33 now. Um, I've studied mainly jujitsu, um, like traditional Japanese jujitsu, but alongside that jujitsu that I studied from about the age of 12, 14, I studied um, Shaolin Kung Fu and aspects of Shaolin Kung Fu uh, because my jujitsu instructor um, used to study Shaolin Kung Fu. So we, we, both, we both loved Shaolin Kung Fu and conditioning and the 72 secret arts of the Shaolin, um, which is like a manual of of preparatory trainings for Kung Fu. So we would, I would train those things. And when I met him, it kind of gelled and it was kind of like a really good, good mixture because although he had invested his time into his jujitsu, um, he found a person who had like a love of Kung Fu. So he kind of resurrected his old training. So, so we used to do that. He gave me some guidance and those things. And we just used to train together. Um, I'm being a police officer for uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout, yeah, throughout my um, throughout my martial arts sort of career, you know, being a police officer, so I like to think that I have a bit of a um, a realistic um, mindset on on what works, what doesn't work, what's what's legal, what what isn't legal, what'll get you into trouble, what won't, and also some um, some use of weapons and such with regards to firearms, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which in the current police force I'm in, I've been doing for about. Um, five years so prior to that the seven years before i didn't have any firearms in the police force that i worked in the uk I just had like spray and a bat uh-huh. and cuffs so it was a lot okay. more it was a lot more physical um mm-hmm. back then because uh, i didn't even have a taser so you talk to a lot of the american guys who are cops especially um and you, you talk to them about trying to do the same job without without taser without a firearm um and they they just think you're on another planet so so yeah, yeah oh, secondarily to that, I, I run a I run a YouTube channel, and I have done for about seven years. I'm called Iron Body Martial Arts, uh, and the main purpose that I ran that was to to um, just record and display some of the mm-hmm. training methods that I've been training, and and mainly just mainly just to show people um, that they're there. I mean, it's a bit more common now, but but certainly when I was starting out, when I was 12, 13, 14. Um, mm-hmm. No one knew anything about Iron Palm or not much about Kung Fu or Qi Gung or anything, especially where I lived. I lived in rural Wales in, in, uh, in the UK, and, um, and yeah, no one, no one knew anything about Kung Fu there. The, the, the most mm-hmm. you could get was like a little thin book by, by mm-hmm. uh, Yong Q Kit uh, with a few pictures and stuff. So since that time, it's just been like a constant journey of training and discovery. There we yeah. go. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much for letting us know a little bit more about you and your background. 
I think that's really fascinating what you're saying about not having all the weapons that, like, the police force has traditionally had in the U.S., like, until recently in your career. And, you know, I was just reading about how Iron Palm is so necessary still um, in this day and age because you don't always carry around a weapon. and, And if your hands are weapons themselves, like, you know, you can do a lot of self-defense in that way. So what do you see as like the main benefits of knowing iron palm training? Um, or techniques? I think, yeah, you know, iron palm in itself, the training, um, which is why I always say to people like no intent, no cruelty, no hatred, just training. And they sometimes they, they think, oh, well, that's silly or what does it mean? But iron palm training in itself is, is kind of like almost like a meditation, you know. I guess if you, you know, in this modern day, if you've got, if you've got a stressful job or you're a policeman or whatever, you're a lawyer, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, mm-hmm. It's, um, I believe today, uh, as much as the sort of monks in the past, and maybe it might be a bit idyllic, but today you kind of need to defend yourself, your like, heart, your spirit and yourself as much from the attacks of uh, outer society and the mental anguish as you ever did before in the past. Before in the past, yeah, it might have been bandits or whatever, but guess what? There's bandits out there today. There's people who want to um, surprise king hit you. Um, there's people who want to take what you've got. So the world is a pretty dangerous place. But um, with regards to Iron Palm, there's probably a lot more things people could train to better prepare themselves for self-defense. Um, I, I see Iron Palm as an addition to a set of martial arts skills, um, maybe maybe considered like a medium or high level addition, but but it's it's really an addition to to some skills. I, I use it as like a meditation, and the, the the only benefit it's ever got me, aside from using up a lot of my time, uh, is um is an ability to withstand damage, um, and also understand the forces that can be exerted. By, by your your body, but but you know, for, uh, the the funniest thing is if you read old accounts from Shaolin Kung Fu and, and old masters and stuff, it's the surprise benefits that are the true benefits. Um, so like you you'll get you might get struck when you don't you know you, when you're actually in a fight or someone's actually trying to attack you, they might kick your leg or strike you or something like that, and afterwards you realize it didn't hurt or they bounced off or they fell over. I've had that before. Someone like came up to me in the street and tried to kick my legs out from under me uh, when I was just walking normally, and they fell over. Now, oh most people gosh. would say, most people would say, oh, if you're if you're such a good martial artist, why didn't you sort of sense it? Why didn't you see it? Um, uh, well, you know, that's just not the way the world works. You know, not everyone's gently. You know, um, a lot of the times in passive, the real because they they say the the one percent of Self-defense is what you will ever use, um, and and that's like the actions you can do. But if you can make your body tougher and make it more resilient, that's the you know just like MMA fighters today. You know, no MMA fighter goes in the ring today without extensive cardiovascular training, uh, without extensive muscular training, physical training. Um, so that's what Iron Palm is. It's just it's just another facet of that. Um, but it would be. Um, just before I finish saying about it, it'll be it would be um, remiss of me, it w- or it would be incorrect of me to come on here and tell you that 
it's this amazing thing that allows you to death hit people in one strike because mm-hmm. it doesn't allow you to do that. Um, but but just recently, I had an incident where someone attacked me, and I had to um, stri- unfortunately I had to strike them with my my fists. Um, and um, as a result of that, um, my fists weren't harmed in any way, you know, and they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't um, uh, they weren't um, cut or bruised or bloodied or damaged. And that's from quite a number of um, strikes to the hard part of the human body. Um, yeah. So so yeah, the the. But that's a benefit, you know, like bare knuckle, bare knuckle wise, I'm going on again, but bare knuckle wise, I've been speaking to my brother about this because he does MMA. Um, he greatly respects the fact that, um, you know, in a real confrontation, this is another thing, you don't have gloves. Um, so you can be the best MMA striker and stuff with gloves and it's very respected. But if you, you know, if, if someone attacks me and I hit them and I break my hand, and I can't use my gun, or I can't use my taser, or I can't use whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Then I'm I'm pretty pretty screwed. Um, a lot of people um, don't know, or a lot of people, especially online, they don't understand the difference between sport combat and real mm-hmm. life, real martial arts, because they've never had to actually fight for their real life. And and obviously, right. I, res- I I I respect soldiers, which is why I say a lot of the times the only people who who often know and who are you know. Are, are soldiers, they will know. Um, obviously, police officers, they will know. And any other person who's been attacked, they will know. But as a, as a general rule, um, not a lot of people know. They do some self-defense stuff. Yeah. Not a lot of people know what it's like when a person actually wants to um, cave your head in or hit you yeah. with a long bar or something. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's, that's really good. Yeah, so how do you help? beginning students um, prevent permanent damage to their hands with iron palm training? What do you do when you're first starting out? Um, well, you've got you've to do what I didn't do. <laughs> That's what you've got to do because um, mm-hmm. iron palm training is just very, it's very progressive. So, you, you know, it's diff- you've got to gauge the person as well. Like if, you're, if you've got a student who's come in, and they've been doing martial arts since they were a child and they've got flexibility, they've got strength, they've got some conditioning, then you can expose them to maybe higher levels or the better, get more stronger levels of iron palm. But, yeah, if you've got someone who's done no martial arts, um, you, you've then got to just put the bag of beans in front of them and be like, well, try hitting that bag of beans. Mm-hmm. If that's too hard for you, then... Maybe it's not for you. Also, that's another thing. You've got to genuinely assess. It's not. It's not for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 many facets and awesome facets of martial arts. And I believe everyone who does martial arts can benefit by by conditioning their their body weapons a bit better. Um, but some, you know, sometimes some people maybe that maybe iron palm is not for them. You know, like I, I can't, I, I won't exclude anyone, but, but some, you know, I've never had to say it to anyone, but, but sometimes, you know, you, you, your body will tell you, you pick and choose, but you, know, you, you help students by, I would say, guiding them through. And the, the biggest piece of advice you can give them is that it's, it's consistent practice rather than what I used to do, which is um, fill a boxing bag full of, um, fill a four foot boxing bag full of sand and gravel and just punch punch the sand and gravel in like horse stance or whatever thinking thinking like when i was 12 13 that that was the best way to get hard fists and yeah it does help you get hard fists but not Mm -hmm. quite in the way the proper way that we we now know (laughs) yeah 
Did you have any mentors that helped you to not give up? Like maybe you thought this isn't your thing or? Um, I've, I've, I've only always ever had martial arts as like a, sometimes to the detriment of other things in my life. I've just, I've just got a bit of an obsessive personality with martial arts. So mm -hmm. the, the only break I ever had from martial arts training, because since the age of about 14, 12, 14, I can't, I can't remember now, but I've trained at least, at least every other day or every day. And that went, that, that continued on till I was about, um, till I was about 19, 20. And that was the only break I ever had. And that was when I was joining the police. Um, but, but what I say, what I say to a lot of people is my, sometimes I call something a break and people imagine like you never did any of it, but a break for me is like only doing it a couple of times a week as opposed mm -hmm. to dedicating like four hours a day to it sort of thing. Um, mm. so did I have a mentor? Well, as I, as I stated, I had my, my very good instructor, um, uh, who taught me, um, Jinkan or Jiu Jitsu that I was learning from, from the age of about, I think it was about 16 or so, um, and we, we used to train Kung Fu together, but, but, but no, did, did I ever want to give up? Um, I'll tell you what, you, you, come pretty, you come pretty close to giving up when, when you, you're doing maybe the sand bucket punching method and you've got like these big blisters that develop on your knuckles, but all that teaches you to do is just train the other parts of your hand. That's, that's another reason why I started training other parts of my hand because I, I used to do a lot of like what, what I tried to call iron fist training, which is just with the fist and the punching, and then like, I might injure my fist or I might get a spot of like damage that just wouldn't go away for like weeks and weeks. And then I started um, uh, training the other parts of my hand, um, which is which is good because if you get if you get injured or damaged or break a knuckle, you, you actually in, in real life you've still got to be able to cause damage with other parts of your body if, if mm -hmm. you need to. So, so just to kind of summarize again, what are some of like the mistakes that are that beginners typically make? Or you said like you made some mistakes in the beginning of your training. What what are some of the pitfalls yeah. that um, um, kids or students start out with? Yeah. Um, yeah, mistakes would be would be um, mainly letting maybe ego get get the better of you, um, starting at too high a stage. Um, so so you know someone might start and they might start like I've had a couple of people come online to me and say, oh, well, I, you know, I've just been punching a wall or I've just been punching this brick or I've just been doing that. And, you know, they could, they, sh they should, if they want to do it properly, go back to, you know, hitting like a bag. I always say like a bag of um, mung beans or like corn or even rice or whatever, or even mm -hmm. a bag of sand. But even a bag of sand, I would put a little bit further from those other things. But the, mm -hmm. that's certainly a mistake they make. Hitting the wrong thing, hitting too hard, because sometimes whilst you're training, you know, you get into a good rhythm, the blood circulation starts flowing, and then you, you do, you know, you, you, do, you get sore, heat up, and you start throwing some really hard hits in there, and, and, and you kind of ruin your training because you, you damage your knuckles or you split them, and then you can't mm -hmm. train for like a few days. So, so really the, the winner, it's like the, the iron palm game is like the tortoise, tortoise and the hare. You've got to be the tortoise and just... And that's why I mentioned before about the other facets of martial arts, because if you're the tortoise, 
you know, you, you, you just got to stay in the game, but you want to get to the finish line. So you need you need other facets of a, of a, of a rounded martial arts system to be yeah. able to survive, I, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, since you mentioned staying in the game, and that's the name of our podcast, I'd love to hear uh, some, yes. of, some of your tips for staying in the game. Like, how do you stay in the game? How do you stay fit? How do you stay... Um, at the top of your art in um, Iron Palm or in all facets of life <laughs> that you want to talk about? Staying in the game, yeah. Um, well, I think as with everything, I guess staying in the game is is, is multifaceted. So, you know, you've got you've to look at yourself um, and maybe assess um, whatever area it is you want to be in and maybe assess, look, what could, what could I do better? So, you know, for instance, if you're not performing that great, Make sure you look at your nutrition, um, things that you can do better. I mean, I'm no dietitian, but we can always eat better. We can always cut bad things out of our diet. Um, you know, assess your health um, and, and see, see, you know, listen to your body. You know, maybe there's a certain food you have to cut out. I've had problems with this myself. Maybe there's a certain food you have to cut out of your diet because it causes inflammation. This, that's another thing with, just with iron palm specifically. Um, there's a reason why, just quickly... There's a reason why the, the you see the Shaolin monks and the monks and traditionally trained these skills or some of them uh, or some of the most famous exponents of it were inherently vegetarians. Mm -hmm. Now, being a vegetarian, as we now know in modern science, changes the inflammatory like response of your body. So, like when I eat a lot of meat, I've got a lot of like inflammatory chemicals in my body. You know, that's why people drink wine and they do other things and antioxidants to try and lower those. So actually, um, although I'm quite an avid meat eater, um, this vegetarian diet, um, a lot of people look at the Shaolin monks and say, like, how do they do the feats that they do? You know, how do they withstand it? How do they train every day? Well, the plainness of their diet, the, veg the fact that it's vegetarian, allows their body um, to withstand more um, physiological and psychological trauma, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that's, that's, well, you guys work along the same things with the plum dragon herbs. A lot of the formulas and the internal medicines, um, the, the, um, the, what do you call them? The, um, the adaptogens allow, allow, you know, allow your body to suffer more damage and, and take it better. So staying in the game, certainly if, you, if you're doing martial arts and iron palm and stuff like that or you're a, or you're a physically active sports person, um, just know that little secret that you know, the, the Shaolins, people wonder how they did all that, how they could do. Well, a lot of it's to do with the diet, the fact that the inflammatory chemicals that they eat are lower. Um, they also take things. You know, such as you know what you guys offer with Plum Dragon Herbs, the Ditta Jowls, the, the, the formulas, the, the the individual herbs on their own. They take those herbs that allow their bodies to better cope with the inflammatory. Because at, at the end of the day, um, and I experienced this a couple of years back um, when I was when I was dedicating like four hours a day to like iron body training. Um, when you're hitting your body that much, the the inflammatory response from your body is pretty big. Um, and that causes that causes chemicals that can be released into your body that like upset your digestion. So they really do. The old the old masters used to say, "Oh well, if you do this wrong or you don't take these medicines, um, the training will damage your internal organs." And that's really true. It it actually it, like literally like even scientifically, from my opinion, um, uh, it will because you mm -hmm. you have you place you place demands on calcium 
uh, in your body for bone growth. You've, you've placed demands on like, um, like uh, selenium and other minerals that are used up by the body, and they get leached from certain organs where they get stored. Um, so, yeah, it's really funny, but these are the herbs, a lot of the herbal remedies, things like the holy basil, things like the... Um, um, things like the um, uh, ginseng, uh, a lot of these mushrooms and other plant-based ones that have high silica content, a lot of these things really help you if you're a martial artist or you're training your bones or you're training sports and muscles, you don't realize like they're, they're, they're just like old, old vitamin pills that actually yeah. work better because they're bioavailable. Um, mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, um, so that's one tangent, but, yeah, apologies, I, I always... I always tangent off onto other things, but mm. but yeah, that's with regards to iron palm and, and, and physical exertion within martial arts. You stay in the game. You got to really keep a a, a, a watch on your diet, um, what you eat, what you intake. Um, martial arts wise, um, and just tell me if I'm going on too much. Um, martial arts wise and self defense wise, you have to like I say to a lot of times. But there's not a lot of people who listen out there because my channel is pretty small, but. Yeah, realistically, coming from someone who has to do it day to day, you have to take a realistic look at yourself. Now, if I thought I was, I, I see myself as I'm just someone who dabbles in this iron palm stuff. I've had some, some good um, results. But if I if I was in this fantasy martial arts world where I thought you're gonna like some of these guys are, where they do all these things, even if you can do the breaks and you can break a big stack of bricks, if you're in a fantasy world where you think you can stand there with pot belly in no stance and give someone a little slap on the head and you're going to knock them out and you're going to win the fight. No, 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 no. You're sorely mistaken. Yeah. You're sorely mistaken. Um, um, staying in the game. A lot of martial artists, I think need to assess how um, aggressive and how violent people can be. A lot of people are never exposed to that. Um, and a lot of people, as we always used to say in jujitsu are beaten in their heart before they're actually beaten physically. That's, mm -hmm. that's almost as important as anything else is like what we call your warrior spirit, you know, or your ability to, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a nice thing, but that's why, that's why I've got this, this tiger on me here, this resting mm -hmm. tiger, yeah. because it, it reminds me, you know, uh, tiger's my birth sign in Chinese zodiac, um, so, but it's a resting tiger because it's fine, it's there, it's watching you. Leave it alone. But if you come over to it, it's going to cause you a lot of problems. And it's going to use every single bit of its knowledge and training to defend itself, to defend its family, and to defend others to the best of its ability until it's dead. And that's, there's a, there's a, like, the guys all know out there, but there's a, like, martial arts is fun. You've got to assess what you want from it as well. Like, is it a sport to you? Is it just some fitness? Um, you, you, it can be a sport, it can be fun, it can be some fitness. Even if you want to do buy and palm, that can just be a part of your physical, your health, your mental well-being, like yoga and, and yeah. everything like that. But if, if you're ever in a situation where you have to defend yourself, it's like, it's, it is, as you know, it's fight or flight. You have to defend yourself, you have to defend yourself well, or you mustn't be there. You know, like you've, you've got to make it for, for proper martial artists out there, people are really into it. Um, or a lot of people, they need to really assess, like, you know, what, what, what level, what, what am I, you know, am I, and I'm not saying I'm anything great, but, you know, I've had these same conversations with myself, you know, what am I? Am I like a hobby martial artist? 
am I like a am I just like a sports hobby martial artist? Am I a serious MMA fighter? Am I you know what what am I? And as long as you can identify that, you can mm-hmm. make a good guesstimate as to how safe you can be out there in the streets. Yeah. And run so, away from knives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and sorry, say that again and run away from what? Knives. Yeah, Jesus. Oh. Oh. See, I'll tell you what I see. I see, um, and I've done a number of like knife fighting seminars, which I hate. Uh, I didn't, I, I, I learned, I went to learn from them like mm-hmm. internationally. I did some in Europe with some of the like guys who are pretty big in the Pajinka and then they went off to train with other people from like Kali mm-hmm. and the Scrimmer. And honestly, that's probably the most dangerous world in martial arts is knife mm-hmm. fighting and knife defense. The amount of people out there who are toting knife, gun, and all those things, mm-hmm. self-defense, they're just a lot, a lot of them. I mean, every, anything's better than nothing, but, and I'm not saying I have anything better, but a lot of them are literally just teaching people to die. They're literally mm-hmm. teaching them to die. They're selling them peace of mind, and it's wrong. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're someone who deals with weapons and you deal with, like, um, uh, tactical uh, evaluations of safety, etc., um, like literally a knife is second to a gun or almost on the same level. A knife's like the worst thing I could come across. Because um, mm-hmm. you, you, guys, you guys probably know Dan Inosanto did, a, did a, mm-hmm. some police training videos a few years back. You've got a 15-foot um, kill distance with someone with a sheathed knife and an officer with a sheathed gun. 15-foot, that guy with a knife can get you and, and effectively stab you a lethal amount of times before you can even pull out the gun and aim at it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, knife's a terrible thing. Sorry, that was a side bit. No, no, that's good. Well, so tell me more things that you could do to stay fit. Like, what what is your routine? Oh, yeah, um, well, recently, um, recently, like we said about assessing, um, I've always had, I've always been good strength-wise and technique and stuff like that, but I've always, um, I always sort of, wanted more endurance um mm-hmm. so so recently i sort of i looked at myself and i went geez well you know i'm chasing after these people and i'm getting a bit tired and i don't want to gas out and then the, if you gas out someone can just beat you anyway so i thought you know what, I'll, I'll up my endurance a bit so um a good routine that i've started doing so i suppose similar to M- mma style training or sports style training is i started to do like militaristic style training where, you know, you carry a weight over a long distance, a nice way of strengthening your legs. You know, you've got a backpack with 15, 20 kilos on. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what, what pounds that equates to, but, okay. you know, you do a, you do a five-kilometer five walk with that or, like, three-and-a-half mm-hmm. miles or whatever. Do, like, a trek with that, you know, in the outdoors, in the heat. Um, you know, just get your body toughened up to outside. Then, then do a run, you know, with holding a bar, like a 15, 20 kilo bar. You know, mm-hmm. you obviously you have to start with walking, do stair climbs, um, do like, um, you know, do um, like a, a weight such as that, like um, 20 kilo weight or something and doing like 80, 90 reps, you know, really, really, really getting your body. And that's why it's, it's, it's not for everyone because it's kind of like horrible militaristic style training, but it's um it's it's been a really good training for me because a lot of times like even in martial arts people are like oh how am I going to strengthen my legs and it's like oh I'll go to the gym and do some squats but mm-hmm. the the human body is such a mechanically complicated device um, it's probably better for you to put some weight on your body go for like a run go for a jog go for a walk in the outside 
up a hill, down a hill, and really you're, you're getting all the all the little bones and joints and, and ligaments and, and, and balance and core and stability. You're getting that all working in your body rather than just mm. going up and down like this squatting, you know. Um, yeah. Which is a good addition. So, yeah, my, I mean, my routine has been recently over the last year has been a lot of that, um, primarily that really because my – I wanted to improve that. Um, mm-hmm. Prior to that, I, uh, I developed, uh, I identified, I had a back injury, I identified like a problem with my flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. So rather than, rather than being like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm just not flexible, I spent three months um, every day and every other day training my stances and my flexibility sort of yogic style to realign mm-hmm. my hips, re-lengthen and strengthen the joints in my body um, and, and solve a few issues that I had, musculoskeletal issues that were sort of plaguing me, and that really helped my martial arts. That was a, that was a good couple of years ago now, but I, I keep that core, um, and I brought that forward. So it's like a cycle. So identify your weakness. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe push, push your strengths to the back. You know, if, if your iron palm's really good, you know, my iron palm's good, keep that ticking over, but push your, push your strengths to the back and look at your weakness because that's part of the kind of um kind of what you call it monkly-esque or that 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 that, that's the reflection of oneself is like you know Mm -hmm. don't look don't you know you're constantly battling yourself so you've got to constantly battle with what you're weakest at you know to just self-develop try and try and self-develop as many um aspects of your your weaknesses as you can you know if you've got i mean i've got like bow legs and pretty small calves so i've been working on my legs with regards to strength and power and stuff like that um, and just keep doing that in a revolving circle, um, mm-hmm. uh, if that, that answers your question without me um, digressing too much. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's great. So now, do you do any type of meditative practice on a regular basis? Meditative? Yeah, um, I, I do a lot of, you see, through studying, through obviously studying and training martial arts, I actually do a lot of um, like qigong or what you would call, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, qigong, bone and tendon washing. I have a different belief in what it is than maybe a lot of traditionalists do, um, where I'm always toting that it's a physical, it's a physical action. So these these qigong uh, postures are to do with aligning the spine, lengthening and strengthening that, um, washing the tendons physically whose tendons have like a lesser blood supply um, mm-hmm. than the muscle. So that's why you're doing these repetitive movements and you're doing gripping and flexion and torsion exercises. It's, it's, it's called tendon washing, the translation, is because that's physically what it does. You know, it's, it's forcing circulation of lymph and blood around the tendon system in and out of the interstitial fluids. It's forcing it around the whole body. So, so it's really cool because a lot of people can get stuck up on the mystical and never understand the physical and practical. Um, right. But if you understand the physical and practical, that's why they say simple first. If you understand the physical and practical of these movements and why you do them, you reap you reap the benefits. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do. I, I, I pretty really much do direct. appreciate that. Yeah, I, I love how you described it. I've never heard qigong described in that way. That's really good. Oh well, well yeah. I've always, I always tote it on my videos. I mean, obviously not not. There's a couple of them. Not many people watch them. Like they're buried in, in the internet somewhere. But but yeah, for you know, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a physical. Um, you know, although the Chinese are like philosophical people, um, they 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 just use like poetic ways to describe actual things. 
Right. Because mm-hmm. the understanding was so, we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe even a thousand years ago, some of these manuscripts and stuff. And the Chinese language, their prehistoric language, they can, they, some of them can read old, old, old Chinese from mm-hmm. like the dynasty. So, so yeah, that, it's, that's just, it's, a dis, it's like the Japanese as well, you know, the, the way they describe things, it sounds all flowing, and, but it's actually a, it's a physical thing. So, so yeah, I could go on all day about that, but, but yeah, um, I, so I practice a lot of that, um, the, the Qigong stuff, but I don't, I don't necessarily imagine energy flowing in this and that. Um, uh, that's one way that people can describe it, but they didn't, to some extent, they didn't know about tendon systems and this and that. Mm-hmm. But, but actually, if you look at their diagrams of the meridians and etc., a lot of it follows um, the, the, the tendons anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what, was the, what was the next bit I was going to say? Um, as you said, um, sorry, what you said, I, I get sidetracked as well. That's what oh, no, that's about. okay. Just any, um, re- me- oh, we were talking about meditation, any meditative practices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, re- a reverse breathing I do, I do a lot of. So, qi- so yeah, the qigong and reverse, but, but I, um, I always tote like a, Similar to like, well, from the 72 Secret Arts of the Shaolin, I always tote like a concept of constant training. So I don't have, well, I do, but, you know, I try and do training. I try and fit it in all over the place. So I'll be standing at work and I'll just be, I'll be breathing like through my nose, reverse breathing into the belly, you know, sucking the the dantian or sucking the belly in and just Mm -hmm. uh, maybe just visualizing um, the breath going, you know, up, up the back, down the front, you know, just because I try and do a bit of visualization. They've proven that visualization works. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, ma- mainly, mainly it's for the, you know, for the internal breathing uh, practice. And the, the, the iron, uh, nor- I think it's Northern Shaolin iron wire uh, training is, 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 I was also quite interested in. So I looked into that a bit uh, with the breathing and the sounds and the certain sounds and certain ways to breathe. For instance, if you, if you can't get, there's a bit of tip for you guys. If you can't get internal breathing, you don't understand, like, how do I even start doing it? If you protrude your lips and you breathe in, like, uh, really like you're sucking through a straw, you'll notice mm-hmm. that your diaphragm immediately sucks in. And, and yeah. oh, there we go. Lo, lo and behold, you're doing, um, you're doing internal breathing. There we go. So that's mm-hmm. a good tip for anyone who doesn't know how. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, so yeah, I do, I do do those. I've been meaning to actually do some more like positive mindset meditation, but, but like, like I said, my meditation is usually physical activity or like when I'm actually training my, my iron palm training, um, you know, because you, you've got a couple of hundred strikes to do. So your, your brain inadvertently trails off into emptiness. Yeah. So that's absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, since I imagine a lot of martial artists will be watching this and, you know, whether it's martial arts or just life in general, like there's a lot of obstacles that people need to overcome in their training or in their life. Do you, does any like experience stand out to you where you feel like you'd like to share about overcoming some challenges? Well, yeah, um, just know that like, Everyone knows this anyway, but like good good times and bad times, they kind of coexist on the same plane. And you know, I I just personally, it's very hard sometimes. But I personally just try and not. And this sounds sounds corny, I suppose, but I personally just try and not give up. But if you can if you can channel your focus into something positive, even when 
there's something down as a negative, you know, you can, you can, you can restore yourself. For instance, um, uh, when I was, you know, I was also enjoyed my gym and strength and training because it helps with martial arts. Um, and when I was 19, 20, I herniated one of my lower discs. I had, I was predisposed to a few spinal troubles, um, a fused lower sacrum and such like that. It twisted my spine and caused problems. And yeah, so I was like 19, I was like 19, uh, I was doing manual work at the time, uh, and then I, I did my back, and I had this herniated disc. I had chiropractors telling me, "Oh, well, you're going to have to come to chiropractors for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. um, and you're, you, you know, you're, you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life, and this and that." And I just, I just was like, "I'm not, you know, I'm 20. I used to be a sprinter as well. Uh, I, literally, I was like 19, 20, and I couldn't. Uh, for, I went from deadlifting 200 kilos." to not being able to pick up a one kilo bag of sugar without like excruciating pain. I remember picking it up in my hands and literally there was that much pain. Well, anyone who's, a lot of Americans, anyone who's suffered, a lot of everyone, anyone who's suffered from sciatica or back pain or herniated mm-hmm. disc or not, it's just, it's a constant pain and it's there and it's constantly niggling at your nervous system. I suffered with that pain for five years, um, but um. But after five years, um, this is where I told you before, where I assessed my flexibility and I, I did yogic practices and stuff like that. I changed up my stances. I, I looked at my body alignment. So I worked on that for three months to get yeah. myself into a place where I could get rid of that ailment. So that's what I mean. Like a lot of problems that are years in the making, people don't realize they're going to be years in the breaking. They just appear on your doorstep and you're like, I've got a problem now. You know, my body's this, my shoulder's that. But just know, know and have faith that you can work through a lot of things. You know, I've had, I've had that. That slowed me down for like five years. I managed to work through it and, and you know, I'm pretty good. I'm all right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, literally nearly made my back pain disappear. Um, I've had stomach issues, um, which uh, I just briefly mentioned, but I've had really bad stomach issues which has made me have to totally change my diet. Uh, whether that was due to training, like the wrong kind of training in the past, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I got those. Uh, other family stresses, more than uh, a number of people in my family passed away, um, brothers and fathers, um, a number of them being uh, terminally ill. And you, you just constantly feel like you're getting hit from all sides. And at the same time, um, I'm doing a job where people are hating on me constantly. I'm dealing with stressful situations. So... You just, you just got to try your best to like endure and find a positive. You know, you, you talk to, um, if you read books or hear stories about people who've survived, and this is by no means me, but actual people and heroes out there and soldiers who've survived really crazy things and been lost out to sea and, you know, it's, it's, it's a mindset. So it goes back to what we were talking before about that warrior spirit. Your mind is a powerful tool and the ability to be a little bit positive, try not to give up. Um, Yeah, we all break down at times. I've had my breakdowns. I've had my insane moments. I've had my times when I've given up. But giving up is the final action and you don't have to do it. You can just, you know, you can give up for a second and then just be like, you know what? I've taken a few minutes. I take a day. I took two days. I'm going to get back on, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, um, that's what I'd that's what I'd say about that. The, the only thing I can say is just keep a positive mindset and don't mm-hmm. don't give up and have faith 
put faith if you if you believe in if you believe in like freaking if you believe in Buddha or if you believe in Muhammad or if you believe in God or if you believe in nothing, um, you know, just have a bit of faith in whatever it is you believe in or in yourself as well, and that can that can take some weight off your shoulders as well. Yeah, yeah, I like how you said that. You know, you didn't break overnight and you're not going to fix it overnight. You know, it takes time. And um, that's where I think, you know, like you mentioned back pain. Um, I know that you've used some of the Plum Dragon D.Jow Dot in the past. I've used their Bruise Juice, which I'm not sure how if you're familiar with that one. Um, I know you're familiar with our ancestors and the whole family. Ancestors of Vance. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I made, I made two big freaking drums of that stuff i just yeah. unfortunately I, I have been divorced as well so i, I had to leave it behind in the uk oh, so gosh. but there's yeah. there's there's a big five gallon two five gallon drums of that stuff um which which i i used to enjoy using and um i also used to use on my back as well just to, to try and assist, help it out at the time um but um but yeah now now it's it's lost i'm very sad about that i can't i'm so sad about it i can't talk about it when i think about oh, my no. two lovely drums of the joe they'll be aged now if they haven't been thrown out they'll yeah. be they'll be about they'll be about seven years old or five six years old and worth their weight in gold uh, breaks my heart breaks my heart well i know we'll have to look at um Hooking you up with some more. I know you, you said geographically it's a little hard, and other people in Australia have, you know, talked about you know getting products out there for a reasonable cost with shipping and stuff like that. So, yeah. but you're, so you're getting back to sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say the bruise juice for me. It's one of our anti-inflammatory um, herbal D dot jows. and I've used that on my back. I know. I mean, like it's traditionally for you know. Um, trauma impact, bruising, obviously. Um, but the anti-inflammatory properties in it have been really good for me and my back issues. Um, and then long-term, I've used Ancestor. So I like to do the anti-inflammatory when I feel like my back is about to go out just to kind of like release that tension that starts to build up. And then like over time, I think Ancestors is really good because it like seeps in deep into the joints and yeah. the tendons and stuff. But now here I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> oh, but, no, it's all right. yeah. I've, been, I've been talking enough. Um, but let's see, I just, I guess just to wrap up, I'd ask you if there's anything that you want to share as far as um, iron palm training goes with those listening. Is there anything you didn't have a chance to say or share? Um. Yeah, um, just, uh, you know, there's there's a big, oh, I don't know, it's probably not, but uh, everyone seems to be worried about, like, what you can break and this and that and how you can break it and this is with this iron palm training. And, yeah, that's fun. Um, but, um, you know, I, I would I would urge people to kind of, uh, maybe it's a bit pacifist of me, but remember where it came from, you know, uh, you know may, or maybe it's a bit idealized. But you know what are what are things what are things in the past anymore these days and ideals that we all remember, but um, um, you know, the, these skills came from you know well they were used in, in war and, and to train soldiers, but you know the for instance with the seventy two secret arts of the Shaolin you know the, these came from 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 
from monks or they, I mean, they were warrior monks, but they came from people who were just training these things um, with a kind of uh, Buddhist mindset, you know, this constant self-development, you know, this, 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 this clear focus and conscious. So that's yeah. probably the best way you can train them. You know, with you know, you, you can't you can't train them in the same way that you punch a boxing bag and you kick some MMA pads and stuff, which is all awesome training. Or you kick my tie pads. You know, you just you just. I mean, in the old days, they used to talk a lot about like developing the wrong kind of spirit. And another reason why you can't train them that way is because inadvertently, the, you know, these are very taxing on the body, and any other stresses or strains you put on your body will, will only put more. Uh, stress hormones in you and when you're training this kind of training when you're training this high inflammatory impact training which we try and keep um, minimal by spreading it out over lots of stages just oh well, anyway I like to um, you know just just bear in mind that you know there's a, there's a time for a combative mindset and you can always train that it's awesome but the mainstay of your training you know feel feel free to use it almost like a meditation you know a focused meditation um, you know, mm-hmm. purposeful strikes, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like, it's not like a film thing, you know, where you, mm-hmm. you know, you're there going crazy on it, you know, just, just take your time and chill out and, and um, put the effort in and do it regularly. Regularly yeah. is, the, is the main thing. And that, that's pretty much all I've got to say about Iron Palm. Um, do, your, do, your, do your tendon washing and your stretching and your qigong exercises as well um, because they manually do what did the Joes do? Did the Joes cause blood circulation? They cause, um, they cause healing and they encourage uh, circulation and hormones and stuff into the bits of the body. Um, um, and we're trying to do that. So when you see these like Qi Gung, these like Qi Gung things, it's not for show. Um, it's not yeah. mystic. It's literally like when, you know, there's a, there's a famous move where you, you clench your fists, you bring them into your breasts and pass them sort of back over your chest like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, you, when you're doing things like that, you're, you're physically wringing, you're physically wringing your, um, your tendon system through its, like, mm-hmm. range of motion, you know. And you'll see that yeah. if you try and do it, you know. You can, only, you can only move your fist so far and then it stops. And you're, you're then putting a pressure on all those tendons as you arc it down. And it's, it's literally just uh, it's, it's a mechanical rinsing exercise. And it works and it helps to speed recovery. Um, and if you look at all your qigong or your tai chi trainings with that in mind, you will see these um, tensions within the body with all the movements you do. When you're doing this like crane, crane and mirror, you'll see the different tensions, the different alignments of the body. Um, and how you're lengthening and strengthening the muscles and stretching out the tendons. So just do it with a bit of a, um, you know, what do you call it, a realistic mindset. Don't, don't rely on powers and magical energies. Because unless, unless you've got them in here, they're not going to, they'll never materialize to anything. Yeah. Okay. That's right. good <laughs> advice. Well, no, and I'd like to, um, I'm sure a lot of people want to know where they can get more information or learn more of your training techniques. So, Tell us where the best place to go is for that online. Oh, yeah. Well, um, if, if people go to Iron Body Martial Arts on YouTube, mm-hmm. just write it in there. I'm, I'm there. Um, I've also got an Iron Body Martial Arts uh, Facebook page, which I'm on from time to time. And I've actually got a Patreon account, um, uh, patreon.com forward slash IBMA, which a few people um, from the, who support the channel support. 
Um, I'm not as active on it as I would have liked to be because of some personal circumstances that have cropped up. But it's it's something I'm trying to develop, which is a bit of a like a not not an online dojo, but a, a bit of a yeah, just a bit of a, a place. Because you see, just just before I go, there's a, I, I like to share the information. I like to share it out there. But some people are like very very close-minded, you know, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, they're very analytical or they're very close-minded. And sometimes you, like, share some information and you, you're like, you know, also a number of other people in the Kung Fu community has approached me and said, well, Brett, you know, you, you shouldn't really be sharing these things because the Kung Fu community is traditionally very secretive and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Uh, but because I've found these things out, it's, it's my, it's on me yeah. whether I share them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but um, yeah, so there's some things that I, I wanted to build or share there. I wanted to build this, like, interactive thing on there but it's it's not eventuated as of yet but maybe maybe one day it will and also anyone who goes there just helps support the channel in a little way like they can help me to buy some dick to joe from plum dragon herbs or, or or they can or they can help me to like get a new camera or something i got a new camera but it ended up, ended up being crappy so, so ah, whatever so you can find yeah. me on there but generally ask me enough times i'll tell you pretty much anything as, as far as, as I know. yeah well, when we post this uh, this podcast, I'll have show notes and we'll have some links to those re- sites that you reference, so people can oh, connect with you. Yeah. Oh, so well, thanks. All right. I try and help a lot of people. A lot of people come on the Facebook page. Scores of people. A lot of them just appear once. I'll never mm-hmm. see them again. But for instance, there's a guy recently who came. Um, he approached me about back pain and issues. And it just so happens I have a big history of like healing and trying to help mm-hmm. my own back. So, so I um I, I I made a video for him. You know, he just he just popped up on the Facebook. He asked me a number of times, mm-hmm. and I made a recent video which is called like assess assess mm-hmm. your back pain or sciatica. And I, I used an old qigong method just to just to show him how you can lengthen his spine against the wall. It's it's a it's it's an old like um there's an old Chinese guy who's a chiropractor. Um, as well, and he, he formulated that. I remember reading it in a book, and and add, it's it's a it's a it's a known qigong posture. It's like holding the pot or whatever you want to call it. But um, just the way it was described and explained uh, uh, was just awesome. And if you train it mm-hmm. and work it out yourself, it's it's a really good method. So yeah, I sort of pass it on. Have to take a look at that too. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. so I, I did. So have a look. If you've got any back issues, have a look at a look at that yeah. um, back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yoga warrior pose is honestly one of the best mm-hmm. poses that they've ever out there for back pain because it, yeah. it just I, I don't know if you know but like apparently it's something like 85 or 65 or 75 or a high percentage of back pain is caused by imbalances in thigh muscles sometimes mm-hmm. 3d imbalances so you won't just have you you might overuse the front muscles uh, and then also you might overuse one more than the other so that causes a tilt in like this, it, it causes a tilt in this direction and that direction, and you end up getting a pinch at one left-hand side of your thing. That's what I had. Um, and so the, it's really difficult to fix all these things out, but you, you can do it. Um, yeah, you can do it. That's, I didn't know that. So your thigh muscles? I always heard your core, but I didn't never – that makes sense because when you're in yeah, like you, the yoga poses, um, you're, if you're looking, strengthening your thighs, yeah. Yeah, if you if you look into it, um, and there's, there's been some research on it, because obviously I had this terrible back pain for years. Um, once you dig it up, like a high percentage of, of back problems are caused mm-hmm. by imbalances in the thigh muscles, because ultimately mm-hmm. our um, injuries aside, like car crashes, but even then, 
the skeleton is just an uh, it's just it is just a if you take the muscles and ligaments away from the skeleton it just falls apart yeah so so you don't you don't you won't believe the control that you have over um, how your skeleton positions itself um, using your muscles and that's mm-hmm. the whole basis of physiotherapy most mm-hmm. physiotherapy is to reset your muscles from what they've developed into to what they were and that's mm-hmm. how it works other, other than if you've got some congenital problem which means you've always been a certain way and it'll never change so mm-hmm. yeah you can't catch everyone but but yeah if you look into that for your back pain um mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot you can do with flexibility in your legs and thigh muscles um and it's interesting stretches you can do which i'll go through in that video to just assess whether like oh is it my left thigh because if you do any stretch on any particular side like try and touch your toes or try and touch mm-hmm. this side and 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 you can't and you can't go the same distance one side as you can the other then you have mm-hmm. an imbalance and that mm-hmm. imbalance will contribute to your your back issue or shoulder issue or neck yeah. issue or and that, that's all chiropractors and physios do when they stick those wedges under you and this and that and the next thing they're just a lot better at it because they they've got degrees and stuff yeah yeah that makes perfect sense i love physios that word we call i guess physical therapist but i, oh, I hear i think even in canada they say physiotherapy <laughs> well thanks for coming on our show and we appreciate your time and we're glad no, that you well, can talk with us yeah well thanks thanks for having me i know i know you guys have been trying to for whatever reason um you've been <laughs> trying to get me for a number of probably a number of years but i've been i've been elusive as i always am so, so yeah, That's but, but okay. yeah, it's been good. Yeah. It's been good for chatting to you guys. Hopefully, maybe someone will hear some of this rubbish that I've been talking and think it was a good idea or something. I don't know, because I, I often wonder if it is. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely helpful. So we're, we're excited yeah. to have it, and um, we'll direct our listeners to how they can get in touch with you, and I'll let you know when our podcast is up on the air, too. So. Oh, excellent! Yeah, Thank make make you. sure you guys send send me the link when you when you put it out there, so I can I can check out. There's probably loads of other episodes I need to check out too. I've I've yeah, just gotten absolutely. into pod I've just gotten into podcasts at the moment because I'm doing mm-hmm. long drive. I've just discovered the whole world of podcasts. So I've got a lot of listening. I know to catch it's up great. On. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much, uh, and have okay. a merry Christmas. Thanks. Yeah, happy holidays. To learn more from Brett Barrow, be sure to visit us at plumdragonherbs.com. We will post show notes, a transcript, and ways to connect with Brett. And if you liked what you heard today, we hope you'll send us some love back by subscribing to our show on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. Be sure to leave us a comment and let us know what you think. Until next time.